Well, hello and welcome to another uh, Compelled 514 podcast. I'm so glad you decided to join us here today. Um, so today we're going to be talking through uh, the first chapter of Genesis. And so now if you decided that you want to uh, explore and pursue a deeper relationship with God, if you decided that you want to become a, a better disciple of Jesus Christ, uh, the first place we really need to start is getting a proper perspective on God. Now, as we all know, uh, if you've read anything through Scripture, um, we can't really fully understand God. We can't wrap our minds around uh, everything and all things about God. However, we can get him in the proper perspective of who he is in relationship to us. And so that's what we're going to be looking at today. Uh, what better place to start um, uh, trying to gain a perspective on God than in the very beginning? Because in the book of Genesis, in the very first chapter, um, God puts all of his glory on display. So let's go ahead and take a look. We're going to dive in. Um, let's go to Genesis 1-1 and let's read there. So if you've got your Bibles, go ahead, uh, grab that and open up. Uh, grab yourself a pen and some paper and take some notes. And, uh, and let's get God in a right perspective in our lives. Uh, so let's look at Genesis 1-1. Uh, here's what it says. And Genesis 1-1 says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now, that's a that's a passage of scripture that lots of us have probably got memorized. It's an easy verse to memorize, and it's an easy verse to remember the reference. It's Genesis 1-1, and it says, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now, let's not allow the fact that we've committed it to memory and the fact that we've heard it a bazillion times, let's not uh, allow that to water down the power that is present in that one singular verse. Let's look at what it says. Number one, it says, in the beginning, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now, in the beginning, what are we talking about there? We're talking about the beginning of time as we know it. Now, it says, in the beginning, God, in the beginning, God. Now, what does that mean? Well, it means that when the beginning started for us, that God was already present. And he was the one that created the beginning. He was the one that created all things. He created the heavens and the earth. Now, what does that mean about God? Well, that means that he existed before the beginning. And that means he has to be eternal. So let's, let's first focus on the fact that God is eternal. God existed in eternity past. And God existed in eternity present. And God existed in eternity future. He has no beginning. He has no end. God was not created, but yet he is the creator. Now, a lot of folks will try to argue and say, well, God created all these other things, but who created God? And let's just say that God was created for the sake of argument. Let's just say that he was created. We could say, uh, let's, let's give him a name and say Tom created God. So what's the next question? The next question would be then, well, who created Tom? And so this, let's give that guy a name and say his name is Jack. And so we say, well, Jack created Tom. So then the next question is, well, well then who created Jack? And we could go on and on and on. And here's the truth of the matter. We can either accept that God existed eternally, or we can eternally question the existence of God. Because that's what happens. That, that question never ends. Well, well, Tom created God. Well, who created Tom? Jack created Tom. Well, who created Jack? Billy created Jack. 
And that question never reaches an end. So either way you look at it, you end up in eternity. And so let's accept the fact that God existed eternally and that he is the almighty creator of all things, the heavens and the earth. Now let's turn our attention to the next to the next uh, verse here. The next verse, verse number two, it says, Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness covered the sur- surface of the watery depths, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. So already we see that the Spirit of God has placed himself above the creation that he made. God has placed himself above everything that he made. It says that he was hovering over the Spirit of over the surface of the waters. So let's turn our attention to the holiness of God. Now, what does holy mean? Holy means set apart. Some uh, Holy means different. Holy means above. And so that's what God is demonstrating here. He's demonstrating his holiness, his superiority, the fact that he's in authority and above what he has created. He is the creator of and he has authority and is above what he has created. That's Genesis 1-2. Now let's look at the rest of it. Now the, the, the rest of this passage is actually pretty long. It's, it's the verses 3 through 31. And we're going to walk through this quickly. I'm going to paraphrase some of this stuff because um, what we're looking at here is we're looking at the the overall creation account. We're looking at the account when God was present and he decided that he wanted to create everything that we know in existence. In verse number three, it says, Then God said, Let there be light, and there was light. Let's talk about that for a minute. God said, Let there be light, and there was light. That's the very first thing that it says that he created. And now notice there, I want you to focus on uh, and turn your attention to the power of God. The power of God there. Look at that. It says that he said, let there be light, and there was light. That is a mighty, powerful spoken word. Now, sometimes don't we wish that we had the power to speak things in existence? When, when we want something really super bad, when we, when we have a desire for a new car, or if you're a student, a new video game, or you know, a new pair of shoes, or whatever it is, and maybe there's just not quite enough in the budget to be able to get those things, but man, you really want that, and you really wish you could have it. And sometimes we say, you know what, I wish we could just snap our fingers or I wish we could just speak it and say, hey, I want this and let it be present. So that's a mighty, mighty powerful word that God was able to speak light into existence. And a matter of fact, here's what's amazing about God's creation right there is that God said, let there be light and there was light. Now, I believe that the light didn't have a choice, that the light had to obey. The light, God said, light, you exist, and light existed, because that's the power of God's word. I want you to look at the magnitude of God. Look at how big God is, because if you move, as you move down through these next several verses of Scripture, what you're going to see is that God created everything. Not only did he create light, But it says that he also created, in verse number 6, an expanse between the water, separating water from water. So God made the expanse and separated the water under the expanse from the water above the expanse, and it was so. God called the expanse sky, evening came, and then morning the second day. If you, as you work on down through there, it no, notice that he created everything. He created the, the, the earth. He created the heavens. He created the seas. He created uh, the stars. 
He created the planets. He created everything that we know on earth. He created the trees. He created all the animals. He created everything that we know that is in existence today. He created it all. And he created it all by the magnitude and the power of his spoken word. God said, let it be. And it was. Now, finally, I want us to talk about the sovereignty of God. Now, let's talk about the word sovereign and what that means. The word sovereign means to be a supreme authority, uh, the highest authority. There is no authority greater than you if you are sovereign. And God is sovereign over all of his creation. God is the king. God is the ruler. He is the one that knows his creation best. Why? Because, well, he created it. If you look at the very end of chapter 1, you'll notice in verse number 26, God then God said, Let us make man in our image according to our likeness. They will rule the fish of the sea, the birds of the sky, the livestock, all the earth, and the creatures that crawl on the earth. So God created man in his own image. He created him in him in the image of God. <clears throat> he created them male and female. It goes on through and it, and it and it talks about how God put man in authority over all other creation. He blessed man and he told them to be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it, rule the fish of the sea, the birds of the sky, and every creature that crawls on the earth. That's verse number 28. So we end there uh, with, with God and his crown jewel of all creation, and that is mankind. Now, in the next lesson, we're going to be talking about a man's perspective. So here what we wanted to do today is we wanted to put God in the right perspective. Again, there are so many things about God, about how he's omnipresent. That means he's always present everywhere at all times. He's omnipotent. That means he's all-powerful. There's nothing that holds greater power than God does. He's omniscient. That means he knows all things. And he's eternal. He was never created, and he will never die, but God exists eternally. And we can't wrap our minds around some of these things. We don't have a concept of what eternity looks like. It's really hard for us to grasp that concept that something could have never been created, it just always existed, and that something will never, ever go away, that it always will exist. We can't understand being all places at all times. We're limited, right? Sometimes that's one of our our limitations is, you know, when we overextend ourselves is because people are asking us to do different things, but we can't be in more than one place at one time. But God is everywhere always. We can't completely wrap our minds around those things. But what we can do is get God in the right perspective and know that he's a holy God that he is above us. And he says that his ways are not our ways and his thoughts are not our thoughts. God is holy. He is righteous. He has magnitude and power like we can't even begin to understand. And so we've got to get him in the right perspective. He is our supreme authority. He is sovereign over us. He is sovereign over our lives. He is sovereign over everything because he is God. 
Now, our next lesson, again, we're going to talk about the creation of man. We're going to put that in the right perspective uh, uh, towards God. We've got God in in a good perspective of knowing that he is the king of kings and the Lord of lords, the most high God. And now we're going to put ourselves in the right perspective in relationship to him. And so next time we're going to be talking about man and how man was created by God, why he was created by God, and get a perspective on what we were created to be. And then we're also going to talk about why it doesn't look quite the same today as it did in the beginning and what happened there. And from there flows the importance and the essence of Jesus Christ. So I hope you enjoyed today's lesson. Uh, Be sure to tune back in as we get into Genesis chapter 2 and chapter 3, talking about mankind, the creation of man, and then the fall of man. I hope you all have a great week. Uh, I'll be praying for you, and we'll see you soon. Bye-bye.